And now, Ben Devo, the voice and layers. Welcome back to the post-apocalypse BDSM show. That's Bailey and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Bailey. I'm Devo. And when we left you guys last week, it was during the a tumultuous um, presidential election. Right. Um, the unthinkable happened. Yes. Hillary did not win the presidency. Uh, and we have Donald Trump, the the host of Celebrity Apprentice, a reality TV show here, has been elected basically leader of the free world. Yes. And it turned, and it was like kind of opposite how I thought it was going to be. Right. I thought, if anything, Hillary would win the electoral college and Trump would win the, the popular vote. And that didn't happen. That did not happen. And, of course, now the losers are all out in the streets setting fires and now all of a sudden want the Electoral College disbanded. And Right. That's, well, that's what I told Jen, too. I was like, listen, this is the end of the Electoral College. Just might like, be. I'm, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I feel like the Electoral College... And, you know, it's funny. Um, Hillary and their camp were touting the Electoral College. Of course. And how... And and it was funny because they did it during the uh, DNC. Yeah. When uh, Bernie Sanders failed to uh, collect the, you know, super delegates that he needed. Exactly. And, you know, so they made it to the show based on those, you know, loopholes and workarounds and stuff like that. And, right. um, you know, so... And, and it was funny that a lot of people I talked to were like, oh, Bernie would have wiped the floor with Trump. I don't and think I don't, so. I don't think he would have. I think he he might have gotten more votes in certain states than Hillary, but there were a lot of states he would not have won. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all the states that, I mean, most of the states, he might have won a few more of the swing states, but your Republican states voted Republican and your Democratic states voted Democratic. Right, and and a lot of those that were up for grabs, I I can't say with any kind of certainty that Bernie Sanders would have gotten more of that vote. Yeah, I mean, would Bernie win? You know, your Wisconsin and your Minnesota and your Ohio and your um, Michigan. You know what I mean? Like, right, those were the game changers. Well, Florida and, too, especially for Michigan, I, that state went almost completely red. Whereas, like, they were showing during the CNN broadcast, like, it, during the Obama uh, elections, it was almost entirely blue. And so and it, here's it the... flipped th- on its head like that. With just people just felt disenfranchised by the system and, and the middle class is being fucking wiped out. Here's my theory. My theory is, in public, out loud, people will tell you that they are voting for... Uh, Hillary Trump or Hillary Clinton, I'm sorry. Right. But when it's anonymous behind closed doors, they're voting for Donald Trump. And I think that's what skewed the polls. Well, I think what skewed the polls is 
not even people saying, oh, I'm voting for Hillary, but then they're actually voting for Trump, but that the people that were voting for Trump just weren't saying that they were voting for Trump for fear right, that's of, what, of being labeled a racist or a misogynist. Right, exactly. Or, the, or stupid. Right. Um, and so and it wasn't know, necessarily that they were out in the streets and when they're asked, they go, oh, yeah, I'm voting Hillary. They just weren't saying. They just declined. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. Um, now, now subsequently, we're a week out, right? He's been president elect for like six days, right? Um, there have been protests, which I'm not a hundred percent sure why. Um, I don't get pe- it. The people voted, so there's that, right? Um, if you don't respect who won, then you don't respect democracy, right? And the other, you know, and if you, the other part of that is. Pretty much half, I think it was like 49.7 or 49.6% of Americans that are old enough and registered to vote didn't actually vote. Are you fucking kidding me? And how yeah. many of those people are out there in the streets now talking about this ain't my president? I'm sorry. <laughs> if you didn't vote, you can't complain about who got yeah, you elected. You don't get to say this isn't... They're all your president if you don't vote. In an election where all the swing states were decided by a couple hundred thousand votes, that 50% of people who didn't vote is huge. And then, like, the the numbers that, that went basically viral afterwards, Trump didn't even get as many votes as Mitt Romney. And that's how mm-hmm. that's how badly Clinton failed... And turning out Democrats to get out and vote. And so you can sit here and say, well, if the third party voters hadn't voted third party, then Clinton would have won. That's a stretch because you don't know that those voters would have gone to Hillary. Hillary. In fact, I've seen some people throw it out there that they more than likely would have gone Republican because those guys were Republican governors before. And a lot more mm-hmm. of their views align with a lot more of the Republican standards. Yeah, I feel like you get mad. Don't get mad at the third-party voters. Right. Get, get mad, mad at, at people the 50% that didn't vote. <laughs> who didn't vote at all. Especially since Trump didn't get as many votes as Romney. So that tells me that a good chunk of the 50% that didn't vote were people who would have voted Democrat. And Hillary would have won. She would have won yep. more than just the popular vote. She would have won the electoral college. She would have won the swing states. She would have won Florida. She would have won Pennsylvania. She would have won Michigan. She would have won Ohio. And she's winning going away. And we're not talking about Donald Trump, the misogynistic, racist piece of shit, being our president. We're not even having this conversation. Here's what I will say is that the few articles I've read that seem to be from reputable sources, like NPR or something like that, right? Um, the plans seem mostly reasonable. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's kind of backtracked a little bit on a few of the things that he was talking about. Um, he was talking all along about repealing Obamacare. And from what I've seen now, I, I thought I saw one quote where he said there are key pieces that would need to stand. Mm-hmm. And that's, I I mean, that's not a complete 180 from what he was saying, but that's different. For someone who said he was going to repeal and replace, if you're keeping any of it, you're the only one who's been, been ringing that bell. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, all the Republicans and some of the Democratic, you know, and all the Libertarians have been ringing the old repeal that you know, Obamacare bell. Right. 
it's going to be a lot easier too now that insurance companies figured out that they could double their rates and still get paid by law <laughs> have to be paid. You know what I mean? Right. And I saw some crazy figure, and I don't know the truth to it because I didn't do enough digging, but there was a figure that came out that I guess the Republicans were holding back money that artificially forced the providers to raise their premiums. And then after Trump was elected, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, this money's free. And I don't oh, know. I don't know how much I could buy into that. Like I would think that'd be a bigger controversy than it's been made. Mm-hmm. But I, it also wouldn't surprise me that politicians are playing games with the ordinary citizens' lives. That's a, they've been doing that for years. Yep. Um, let's see here. There was um, also I wanted to mention the um, uh, all the Biden stuff took off. Yes. I'd like to think uh, that we made him famous. I think I don't I, know because we were talking about that long before the Biden memes started making their rounds. Right, and I don't think anybody actually knew who Joe Biden was until we started talking about him. Yeah, I mean he's your he's your favorite uncle. You know what I mean? Right. We put him on the map, so you're welcome, Joe Biden. Uh, if you'd like to donate generously to our podcast, we'll take that. Yeah, or just you know <laughs> put us in your cabinet when you win in eight years. Yeah, sure. I so, my buddy, one of my buddies at work was uh, the joke around the office was that everybody was going to write him in as a candidate, and I'm like, listen, I need to be your Secretary of State. Nobody will fuck with the USA. So, I mean, Biden, I'm saying now, I'm telling you, make me Secretary of State. Call me, bro. We'll make America dominant once again. Nobody will fuck with us. It. On a serious note, I find it odd that Trump is, is allegedly Rudy Giuliani is leading is leading candidate to be his <laughs> oh, secretary man. of state. I hate Rudy Giuliani so this much. This guy just said, like, oh, I don't know, four or five months ago, that there had never been a successful terror attack on U.S. soil until Obama was elected. He said this on camera. This is not this is not someone took something out of context. Someone made up a quote and and it went Facebook viral. Memed on it. He said this on camera that there had never been a successful terror attack on US soil before Obama was elected. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you forgetting maybe I don't know the worst terror attack on US soil ever? They in almost, his city? Almost kept you in office longer than you should have been? What? What? And we're going to make this guy Secretary of State? Are you fucking kidding me? So yeah, I, I, Trump has already started making questionable decisions. Uh, somebody on his uh, his staff, one of the leaders on his staff, is a former like white supremacist. And all kinds of shit. Like, it, it's already shady as fuck. But other than that, it, the things he's been saying since, I will say this. I I watched, I stayed up till fucking three in the morning last week. Until uh, after Hillary called him to concede. I watched his speech. And if I believed a lick of it, it sounds okay. It yeah, sounds that's reasonable. what I'm saying. He obviously didn't write that speech, but he read it. But I don't know how much of it is true, how much of it he actually means, how much of it he's going to make good on. So, I mean, and I think, 
I think he understood that to win the to win the the nomination, you had to be extreme, right? Right, and to pull to polarize the country enough to pull them away from Hillary, you had to be extreme, right? To pull them away from the establishment because that's how right. he won the the GOP exactly. nomination he's, in the first place. He's a he's a shock. He's you know an anti system guy, right? And you know, obviously, whatever we've been doing hasn't been working. So try me, sure. You know what I mean, um, and. So that now that he's won it, I think he can dial it back in to quasi reasonable. Right. I hope, like in my in my my heart, I hope that he turns out like Jameis Winston. Well, I, I, here's the thing: he's elected president, and it, there's no there's no good in any of us hoping that he fails. Right. Because if he fails, we fail. If he fails, America fails. And that's what, like, the, the people that, the, the Republicans, after Obama was elected the first time, they were dead set out and, you know, said on record that they were out to make Obama one-term president. That just doesn't make sense. Why are you going to tank the country because of one person? So, I do I like Donald Trump? No. Do I agree with anything he says? No. But for the good of the country, for the good of our future, I'm hoping he kills it. I'm hoping he turns into the best president that we've ever seen. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. Nobody should be rooting for anything otherwise. He's the president for the next four years, unless he royally fucks something up and gets impeached or assassinated. Which are both all which are all real issues. Sure, but at this point, we have to root for him to be the best president that we've ever seen because his success is America's success. Ideally, his failure, whether it's, it's making rich people richer, his failure fails everybody. If he fails as a president, we fail as a country, and that's that. Everybody goes in the tank, not just the poor people. The rich people have a little more cushion, but they're going down too. So root for the I, I again. I don't like him. Let me tell you, folks. Believe me. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't agree with anything he said. I've always thought of him to be a pompous jackass. But at this point, he's our president, and while I didn't vote for him, I'm going to hope he does well. Yep. Just surprise us, bro. And I think the one thing that this is going to do. If there's a silver lining besides the one I had last week where now we get to teach all these life lessons that he brings to the table <laughs> for our children, I think it's going to force both parties to reassess how they're doing things. Because the Republicans still sure as shit don't want him representing their party. Mm-hmm. And the he's Democrats, not their guy. The Democrats don't want this to happen again. So both parties, I think, are going to take a hard internal look how they do things, what messages messages they're trying to put out, what policies they're trying to put out, how they're going to appeal to the middle class. And, and I think that's going to be it. You appeal to the middle class, you're going to win. I mean, that's the largest chunk of the American population. And that's the chunk that's floundering the most. So I think whatever they do to best appeal to the middle class, whatever that takes... 
that's what they're going to do. They're going to reassess things. They're not going to do things, just churn out these these career politicians anymore. You know, yeah. there's going to be new blood. There has to be. As this there election showed. That we're getting tired. And, and that's what people were like. If a vote for Hillary is a vote for the same thing that we've been doing. Right. Right. And it's obviously not working. So. Um, hold on. Let me bring my list back up. I was. Um, let's see here. Uh, people. Yeah. People losing their mind. Uh, finding Dory. Actually, you know what? I don't want to start finding Dory. I want to talk about Dave Chappelle. Okay. Do you watch any of that? I didn't see any. We we were up in uh, in Orlando, and I think I was actually in bed within twenty minutes of the USF game being over. I came home and I put it on after the game, and I fell right asleep. Obviously, right. Um, but I did watch a little bit of it on YouTube. It was okay. Right. His um his monologue was good. I've heard that. I've heard it was uh, emotional. Yeah, yep. But, uh, yeah, I've heard the monologue was was definitely worth seeing. And he had, I guess, a Walking Dead intro spoof. Yep, that was good. He brought back a a bunch of characters from from Chappelle's show. Nice. And then they did, like, an election night thing where it was, like, him and then, like, four of his white buddies watching the election. Nice. And that they're all outraged, and he's like, uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. He's like, you're just now thinking the country's racist kind of thing. Yeah. And then there was a surprise, uh, you know, his buddy, uh, Chris Rock, came in on that one. Nice. So, it was okay. Um, Finding Dory came out today. Yes. We bought it. It was okay. We haven't gotten it yet. We saw it in the theaters. See, I hadn't seen it in the theater. Um, I I think as, as its own movie, if Finding Nemo had never really existed... I don't know that it would have done as well as it did. It was kind of, it was the same, obviously, it felt like the same formula. Premise, yeah. I mean, I get it. They just swapped out Nemo and Dory. Right, and instead of really, the seagulls, you have the, uh, the seals. Right, and it wasn't really finding Dory. It was finding Dory's, well, spoiler alert, her parents. Yeah. Um, the octopus was predictable. Right. Um, you know, it was it was okay. I know it was. Yeah, I'm I'm right around there. I thought it was it was decent. Nothing mind blowing, and I don't think if say they never had Finding Nemo and it was just Finding Dory, I don't. It wouldn't have done as well. I don't think. Yeah. You know, because I, I think it piggybacked a lot, and obviously that's easy to say because it's a sequel. But I think pig- right. piggybacked a, a lot on the success of Finding Nemo and the popularity of Finding Nemo. And, and you know, they had the Disney marketing machine behind it. So. Sure. But uh, and, and, uh, on the sequel front, like, the, the Dark Knight, when that came out, that would have done amazing on its own, even without Batman Begins being a good movie. You know, so I, I, it's easy to say, well, the sequel piggybacked a lot on the on the original, but... There are plenty of sequels that did well on their own as standalone movies. Bad Boys 2, uh, mm-hmm. light years beyond what Bad Boys was and would have done fine by itself. Uh, but so I just I feel like I'm willing to say that if it had not 
if Finding Nemo was not a thing and it was just strictly Finding Dory, it wouldn't have done half of what it did. Because it wouldn't have had the huge opening weekend turnout and all that stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Mm-hmm, girl. <laughs> um, the cat got out. Uh-oh. Rocky did. Did he bring um, you back a mouse? <laughs> that's what I told Jed. Um, Finn was letting Pearl out. Right. And the cat bolted. Nice. Uh, I was at work, and Jen called me, and she's like, Finn's really upset that he let the cat out. And um, I was like, I really wouldn't be too upset. And Jen's like, no, I hope he doesn't come back. Nice. And um, I was like, well, I was like, he's if he's gonna, if any one of these animals is going to survive, it's going to be that one. Right, because he's an asshole? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I was like, you know, it's only, the only thing that could get him is probably a car. Um. And while I was on the phone with her, she's like, oh, never mind. He's back at the door. And she opened the door and he walked back in. Nice. He probably got outside and was like, whoa, fuck this. It's dirty and it's gross out here. I'm going back inside. This is too much. Yep. I don't know how that dirty dog goes out every day. Too much. Let me back in. So, oh, and one of Finn's fish died all in the same day. Oh, nice. He's like, oh, the fish died, and I let the cat out. Okay, my life pretty much sucks right now. Was that before or after Archer drank the water? <laughs> that was that was uh, <laughs> uh, after Archer drank the water, and then the fish died. Okay. Is that a coincidence? <sighs> and then I got one more item left on my uh, intro uh, outline. Okay. The NES Classic, the little emulator box that Nintendo put out. Right. Came out last Friday. Yeah, uh, yeah, Friday the 11th. Yes. Sold out in like five minutes. Of course it did. And it's like, uh, now all those eBay and Craigslist assholes... Jumped on it. Gobbled them all up. And if you want one, you can still get one. Um, you're just going to pay 200 dollars on eBay for it. Right. Um, I say to that, and I think I posted on the same status you did, give it till spring and and the whole holiday hubbub dies down and they'll be back to being on stores. I just, you know, bro, it's like bad karma. It's ridiculous. It's, and that's my boss. He swung by target on the way in Friday morning to see if maybe they had one left and they were gone. So he just checked. He wasn't planning on buying them on Amazon or anything, but he checked online. eBay they're fucking going for 3 400. dollars Yeah, that's I, what they're listing them as. Are Jen you kidding? Went, Jen went on Friday to uh Target. Right. To grab to grab one. I was like, "Oh babe, they come out today." I was like, "See if you can swing by today and grab one." Right. And she went, you know, like probably 3 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And they were sold out and for she, like 10 hours. Yeah, the guy was like, "No, he's like they were sold out at like 805 yeah not surprising and so then i was like okay well so i went on amazon and amazon was sold out and there was like 25 reviews i was like well how is that possible right so all the reviews were like oh it's bullshit you know i had two computers and i was trying to i just wanted to buy one and i had it in my cart when i went to hit save you know it didn't say you know it didn't send and right you know, that whole thing. And there's like 25 of them saying the same thing. That was like, it all has like one star. Bunch of babies. Yep. I couldn't buy it online. Me, me. 
but and, I didn't realize it was going to be one of those things that I had to go to the fucking store at midnight to get. Right. Yeah, I think when they announced it way back in the day, I don't know, or way back in the day, like, you know, like months ago, I don't think uh-huh. anybody thought it'd be that crazy. Well, and and why not? Why not hammer out the supply? I mean, the demand is is obviously going to be there. Yeah, Nintendo knew that was going to be there. That's their thing. Well, what? See, they had the problem with the Wii's too, way yeah. back. Well, it's only sixty bucks, so it's not like it's prohibitively expensive. Right, and there's no need. Again, if you're not one of those idiots that has to have it right this second, wait it out. The craze is yeah. going to die down, and they'll eventually be back in stores. The, I kind of want one. If you're going to go online and pay $300 for something that's normally oh, no, 60 that's bucks, you're an idiot. That's not happening. I'm not, and I mean, people are going to do that, but I'm not. There's another thing Heather was showing me. I don't know. If she heard it on the radio or something. This thing called Hatchimals. Mm, I haven't seen that one yet. Basically, it's this dumb fucking toy egg that you oh. get. Dumagatsus or whatever those things are? No. It's got like a little Furby-like fucking thing on the inside. Uh-huh. And like you, you hit a button or you tap it or whatever to to uh, initiate it. And uh-huh. it hatches out of the egg. And it comes out with this creepy glowing eyes Furby fuck thing. And... Apparently these are uh, have gone viral, and they're like they're normally thirty or forty dollars in stores, and they're all sold out, and they're going for four, five, six hundred dollars online. No, and I'm like, what for? What for a fucking Furby and an egg? Are you kidding me? People are that dumb. So it's like it. I view it. I view it like this. Look at last year's craze with the Chewbacca, Chewbacca mask, because of the viral video. And now you can walk in the store and the shelf is fucking loaded. <laughs> so if you're one of these idiots that has to have this dumb fucking Hatchimal thing, give it a few months. It'll be readily available. I know, but if your kid's like, Dad, that's all I want is a Hatchimal's Furby fucking thing. Tough. You're like, oh god damn it. Santa ran out of supplies. Daddy's not paying $800 for a fucking Hatchimal for a Furby and a fucking egg. And then that thing's going to give him nightmares for, for months because it's a little... You know how creepy the Furbies were. Why won't you play with me, Papa? This is a Furby where the eyes light up. They glow. Like, one of them was like this eerie, creepy, greenish glow. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to give my kid fucking nightmares. Because he's going to see that thing in, in the middle of the night and think, what is that staring at me in the dark? So I don't, I don't know what, who, how this came up, how, who decided putting Furbies in an egg and having them hatch was a great idea. But they're <laughs> banking, and I don't know who decides they're going to spend $400 on something like that. Like everybody's thinking they're going to get the next collector's thing. Like, I, um, like, remember the, the Beanie Baby thing back in the day? How much are fucking oh, baby yeah, babies yeah. worth now? Dude, and you know what's funny is <laughs> I see um, every once in a while this picture on Reddit circles around and it's like, um, you know, when you think your life is bad, you could be these people. And it was a these, this couple from like the like 1990s or early 2000s or whatever that was. Right. Um, sorting through their beanie baby collection during a divorce court uh, as overseen by a judge. Yeah. 
They're splitting their Beanie Baby collection. Like, what the fuck? On the floor in court. And what are those worth now? Absolute shit. A bunch of stuffed fucking animals. That's what people are going... People are dumb. That's what it boils down to. The average person is fucking stupid. I remember when the Beanie Baby thing started and there was a... We had um, like a shop mechanic. Right. who Who was into it. And it wasn't like he was into it like he was, you know, driving from county to county. Um, but as, like, new ones came out, he would swing by and grab one. But it wasn't sure. like he was there at midnight kind of deal. Right. He would get and what I, he can. Yeah, yeah, right. And I just remember thinking to myself, I don't have the urge to buy any of this. Right. It's like $8 for one of those tiny little teddy bears. Fuck that. I don't want to spend $8 on a teddy bear. Yeah. I want to spend $8 on a Happy Meal. $8 or, on candy. Or you know how many baseball cards $8 will buy? Right. I mean... Speaking of useless collectors. Yeah, right. I still have football cards that I refuse to let Jen throw in the garbage. I think I would just want to give them all to Kevin. I've got so thousands he, of baseball cards, and I'm not going to through them. them up. Because I'm not going to do anything with them. I'll but eventually got, pass them on to the boy. I got some uncut... I feel like the cards, though, aren't worth what they used to be worth. Or They'll maybe it's just... Comeback. Maybe because of the internet? I don't know. I think part of it is the internet, and I think part of it was an oversaturation of the market. Because back in the day, you just had, like, tops. And then Upper and, Deck came out. In Upper Deck, and there and was, uh, Fleer. was a Fleer. And yeah. You only had a cut, Don Russ. And then, like, everybody started making cards. And it it just becomes worthless. I got a bunch of... Uh, I got a bunch of... Game day, remember those tall cards that were uh, you know oddly shaped? Oh yeah, I got them. I got some uncut game day sheets. Nice. You know, I got uh, I got a bunch of Saints because I lived in New Orleans, right at the time. So I, I saved a bunch of Saints cards. I got a, a bunch of old baseball cards. I got uh, I have a Yaz card signed, Roger Clemens card signed. Oh, you I got the fancy ones. I got a bunch of old cards signed. See what happened was, um, what happened was, what happened when, when the Red Sox opened City of Palms Park in Fort Myers in the early nineties. People that bought like the spring training season tickets uh, before the park opened, uh, there was it was like the week before like spring training officially started there. They had like a, a season ticket member night. Mm-hmm. And so the people that had season tickets got a chance to go to the to the park before it opened and go check out the clubhouse and all the facilities and meet some of the players. And so my mom happened to have some of these cards and was able to get some of them signed. And they were cool about it. And that was that. So, you know, I've kept those. Plus, I, having season tickets like that for spring training, we went to spring training games all the time. So I, you know, we would just bring cards and, and whoever ended up being there, you go, Hey, could you sign this? Mm-hmm. But that was fun as a kid. And now I'm making fun of people for collecting Furbies and <laughs> fucking Beanie those. Babies. But you know what? The cards will come back around. They, those are something that are always going to be vintage. And these fucking Beanie Babies are just fucking stuffed teddy bears. That's it. Stuffed yep. animals. It's a passing craze. It'll be done and over with. Eventually, baseball cards will, will come back around. Well, I hope so. Because I got a whole stack of them. I, I still think I'm just going to give them to Kevin. 
He knows what to do with them. They're probably all garbage anyway. I feel like, for whatever reason, baseball cards seem to have like a larger market or more value for whatever reason than the NFL or NBA or mm-hmm. NHL or anything like that. I don't know what it is, whether it's because there's more of them. I don't know. I think I have a Shaquille O'Neal rookie card, but even then, it's like it's worth what, like thirty bucks. Like I don't really care. Right. Well, if you needed your next cocaine fix, <laughs> right. What am I going to do with it? Who's going to buy? Who can I call right now to come buy a Shaquille O'Neal card for thirty dollars? That's a good question. There used to be card shops. Yeah, but the card shops are going to buy it for thirty. They're going to sell it for thirty. No, they're and gonna, that's, I don't. I don't even know that most of the card shops are even there anymore. When the the card market went down, they were like, they can't do it anymore. I I did go to card shops when I was a kid. You know, my mom would take me, and I would go and look for the Saints cards. I'm like, ooh, I found a Bobby Bear card. All right, let's get this one, Mom. It's a dollar. Right. One of the ones in Naples used to have them all separated by the team. You could buy an entire team pack. Yeah, yep. Oh, I bought a couple of team packs. Yeah. Yeah, so. my favorite players, so... Um, let's see. What else do I have? NES sold out. I want one. I, you know what? And I think I want to try and get, I want to air quote, uh, Finn, the, uh, Xbox one for Christmas this year. Oh, nice. Um, nice. So I'm trying to decide. Mm-hmm. I was, I was clicking through some of the Black Friday ads. Right. Do I want to get down on something like that? Or do I just they, want to say, fuck it, because there's always deals after Black Friday. I would see what, I if they're, if the Cyber Monday deals come out at all beforehand, uh-huh. I would, I would. Weigh the option, because I don't want to. Weigh them. Uh, first of all, I'm not going on Thursday, so right, there's no. that. So you're in all likelihood, if there's a great Xbox One deal, you're probably not going to get it. I'm not going to get it, because I'm not going to go on Thursday, because that's right. rude. I think it's rude. I'm going to stop by Friday morning on the way into work because they have a lot of games on sale for like $30 and under. And Blu-rays, and bro. Buy one, get ones and stuff like that. There's a lot of good Blu-ray movies for like 4 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say like all the way so, up to like 10 bucks. there's some like newer releases that are like the triple option Blu-rays right. for like, uh, so uh, you know, 10 bucks. I'll check those out. But there's Halloween or Halloween. Thanksgiving is my fucking holiday. Yeah, that's my jam. You know, like I would rather be with my family. I first of all, it's a food holiday, so <laughs> right. f- let me stuff my fat fucking face. And B, I enjoy having my family together for the holiday. That's why we host it, so we have both families together at our house. And I'll be goddamned if someone in my family is gonna bounce at fucking two o'clock <laughs> to go get the Target deals. <laughs> Hey, Billy, can we carve this turkey, pal? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not done yet. All right, well, I'll tell you what. I'll see you guys around like six. I got a whole ass. Yeah, that's just, it's not my style. Sorry. And it, what pisses me off about places like Target that, that are now opening at six o'clock on Thanksgiving. Is this place opening at five on Thanksgiving. They, they don't give you an option like, hey, would you mind coming in? We're going to work early, open early. We're bringing extra help just for that. No, everybody works. So fuck you if you have a family that does Thanksgiving. Fuck you. You're working. I think that's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, it is. Something uh, yeah. Something like my place of work 
my place of employment, I get because a newspaper is made every goddamn day. But yep. we we make it a shell so that we have as few people as possible and we can get it done as quickly as possible and get it out and get people back home. When I worked at Best Buy, we didn't even open on Thanksgiving. Um, we we worked until midnight on Wednesday because they didn't want to pay us overtime. Of course. So everybody get out at midnight, right? That was the cutoff. Now they yep. don't care. They just pay the overtime. Just who cares? Um, and when I worked at Best Buy, we opened at like midnight. Right. So that still meant I had to be there. To get ready for it. Right, so I had just gotten home from work at probably about 1 a.m., mm-hmm. right? So I come home, and I go to sleep. I wake up. Um, I have to hurry up and do all of the uh, all of the Thanksgiving stuff early because I have to be back at work at, like, 7 o'clock to do all the prep work for the midnight sale. Right. And then, generally, I work from midnight till about 6 a.m., Right, go home for like four hours and then come back and work for like another ten hours. Yeah. So it it's was uh, up. yeah, it wasn't it wasn't cool. And then like really the straw that broke the camel's back was when they started opening like um you know, because before they would open at like four AM. Right. Right. And that's fine. I'd get there at like two AM, which is still stupid fucking early. Right. Um but whatever. You know, to I would get up two a.m. to go fishing. So why can't I get up for this one retail holiday? You know what I mean? Sure. So, but then they just started pushing it back and back and back, and I'm just not interested in working on 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 Thanksgiving. Right. And that the 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 one home game prior to uh, SMU last year when your darling sister-in-law was getting married, the one home <laughs> game I had missed since 2004 was a fucking black friday game and i requested the day off like three months in advance when we got the schedule and it was announced that's when it was being played was you know black friday and i was told no everybody in the store works you want to know what it's like working on the food side on black friday it's fucking dead you're looking at just have you shagging carts or something like that you know you're wasting my time you're wasting all our time. You're wasting your fucking money. What am I there for? We still had a, a whole other staff. You could have two people work the whole day. One works the, the first 10 hours. The other works the next 10. And you're doing fine. They'll do fine by themselves because there's nobody there buying fucking food the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Who's buying now, fresh produce or anything the day after Thanksgiving? Fucking nobody. Now it's going to say your day would be the Wednesday. That would be all hands on deck. Right. Everything on the floor. Right. The week of Thanksgiving, I worked overnight every night to have everything squared away for them so that all they had to worry about was getting stuff out on the floor. To sell it. Right. And so the day after Thanksgiving... There's no You could have a fucking robot do the job. And all they have to do, carry out a box of apples maybe once every four hours. And just be on the floor so that people can see someone's actually there. That's it. Why did I have to be there? I didn't. And it's not like I requested like the day before, like, hey, ho, you know, <laughs> I've got a football game I'd like to go to. 
Right. No, it was like four months in advance. So if you need to plan around it, you can plan around it and have somebody else come there and stand around doing nothing. But essentially, <laughs> you paid your, your highest paid person in the department for fucking 10 hours to be there for a shift they didn't need to be there for. Like, what the fuck? Honestly. So I I despise Black Friday. Yeah. I don't I don't I've done the I've done the deals one time and it was unfortunately on Thanksgiving night, but it was after everybody had already left. It was like ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Went to Walmart to grab an Ottoman because we had legitimately been looking for an Ottoman. <laughs> Go figure. The only time I've ever done it, and I won't ever do it again. I I texted Heather while I was there and said I'm never doing this again. These people are fucking animals. Well, there's still people going hard at ten o'clock. Yeah, and like they, because they have, and this is this is ten o'clock Thanksgiving night, so these people are nuts, and they have the pallets all wrapped up in the middle of the aisle, and you got people standing around with their hand on the pallet because God forbid. God, dibs. I, yeah, I got I've dibs got on this, this two dollar toaster. Shockingly, after being open three hours, the ottoman pallet was still half full. I don't understand why everybody wasn't jumping all over the ottomans. Oh, but we um, actually, that's what Finn was asking me for this year, was like, Dad, if I get anything, it's a new ottoman. Right. I can, can put all my shoes in. <laughs> but, so much room for activities. Right. And so the sacrifice that Heather made, or I guess the compromise that Heather made, for sending me into that fucking just slugfest mm-hmm. was, was that there were a couple stuff. Xbox games that were on sale. Oh. And she was like, oh, yeah, go ahead and grab a couple of those, too. So I think I got the last copy of, like, Battlefield 3 or some Battlefield 4, maybe. I don't remember what it was, but I did get a couple games out of it. I still was, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> I, would, I don't know that I would go to Walmart or Target. I fucking I hated it. And like I said, Target, I'll swing by the next morning on the way to work just to see what's there. I don't need any of it. Right. But I'll see what, what hey, what do you got deals on? What games are left over? If you've got yeah. a $30 game that I was interested in playing before, if it's still there, I'll take it. I'm not fighting anybody at fucking at, at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving or if well, they wait till midnight to open. I'm not, wait, I'm not doing any of that. Here's the other deal. Um, if you want, even if you wanted to go at f- at five o'clock on Thanksgiving, if you wanted to get those doorbuster deals, you need to be there sometime on Wednesday, I think. Right. So that's so. great for the people that want to sit out there and wait for three days. Uh, if you if you hate your family or your family hates you that much, by all means. But it's not for me. Thanksgiving for me is a family holiday. It's my holiday. It's my favorite holiday of the year. And and I'm not interrupting that for some shitty deals. And here's the thing with Black Friday deals, too. The TVs that are on sale, not great deals. No, there's good deals all year on TVs. They're shitty quality TVs. And that's the other thing. They're, they're usually, when I worked at Best Buy, I, know I can tell you now, um, generally they are, if it's a Samsung, and I'm air quoting Samsung, it's generally a TV that is made with parts that didn't pass their initial quality inspection. Right. Or and it's something like a fucking Westinghouse or an right. Element. Right. It's exactly. not an actual it's not a, it's not a name brand TV that's known for putting out quality TVs. It's a store brand cuz they got to get their money too. 
and that's what and that's what people would ask me, and they're like, "Well, why does this Westinghouse look exactly the same as that Sony?" And I'd be like, "Because it's the same guts. It's just Sony takes the parts that don't pass their quality inspection and sells them to Westinghouse, right? So they don't have to throw them in the garbage. So they're still making money off of it. Westinghouse exactly. says, "Okay, we'll take these Sony parts and we'll just charge you know forty percent less than what Sony was charging." And uh, call it a day. And then people just know that, hey, you want to spend $400 on TV or you want to spend, you know, $600 on TV. Exactly. So, that's the story on the televisions, folks, in case you're looking for the inside Iggy. Um, that's what's going on. So. Right. Well, in one year, Target had the uh, the dollar appliances. And they were all <laughs> like the cheapo fucking, it, it was like toasters and blenders. But it was all the cheap shit. And people were all over those, too. I mean, Going did nuts. You, did you really need all that that badly? Well, first of all, do you not have a toaster? Like, who doesn't have a toaster? Exactly. The, who doesn't have one? And then the one that you do have, you're like, no, this one for a dollar was going to be better. Right. Well, I mean, what's your plan? <laughs> you're going to take that and sell it on eBay for $6? <laughs> right. I don't I'm get gonna, it. I'm going to flip these toasters. Yo, dog, what's up? You want a toaster? I just, it, it's one of those things, Black Friday, the the very idea that they're now opening on Thanksgiving just enrages me. Because, again, it, it to me, it's a family holiday. You should be at home around the dinner table with your family. And not just like, oh, mom and dad and, and father or son and daughter and, and the the family pet. It's extended family. You know, it's me and my yeah. family. It's my parents. It's her parents, it's my siblings, it's her siblings, and their extended family. Everybody around the table. And it's my buddies who couldn't get home for the holidays. Right, and anybody locally that we know that that maybe their family lives out of town and they can't make it home, sure, you're more than welcome to come over because I consider you family. Right. So, all right, well, that was a a healthy dive into Black Friday that I didn't think we were going to make. Right. I'm sitting here wondering, like, how the fuck did we get into this? Um, I will <laughs> it was say, a Nintendo. There were apparently some stores that opened up on Thanksgiving last year that were like, no, nah, this definitely wasn't worth it. And they're going back to just opening on Black Friday. Mall of so, America is closed. Good for them. On know? Thanksgiving. Mall of America is not opening on Thanksgiving. Make Thanksgiving great again. <laughs> <laughs> right? Come on, Trump. Thanks, Trump. Uh, I want to talk a little sports. I only have a little bit. Yeah, we can get into some sports. I want to talk about my road trip, bro. Yeah. I went to uh, the Memphis game. Yeah. It was 13 hours there and 13 hours back. Nice. We initially were going to take the Dodge Durango, the new one. The headlights went on again. Nice. So me, I'm a rather, I'd say I'm a medium to medium large dude. Right. My dad is medium large. Mm Mm-hmm. Eric is large to extra large. <laughs> and Jeff is medium to medium large. Right. Between the four of us, there's probably weighs minimum 1,000 pounds. Absolutely. I mean, roughly, yeah, sure. Um, half of a ton of dudes. <laughs> we piled into my dad's Volvo. Oh, I was just going to say, please tell me you didn't pile in the Volvo. Dude, <laughs> my dad's like, we can take my car, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Eric sat; he had to sit in the front the whole time. Oh, of course. Or drive. 
Yeah, you're not cramming in the back of that thing. That big. He's dude, a big he, dude. He's like, um, he's like, uh, and he's not like, I mean, he is a little fat, but. And he's, he's tall, like, too. Right. He's like 6'4", and I don't know, he, what do you figure, 300 pounds? He's just got a big build. Yeah, his shoulders are like four feet wide. Right. It's like when he's sitting in the seat, I felt bad. Like, can't be comfortable. It'd be like, it would be like me sitting, like in a baby high chair. <laughs> that's right. That's why he has a big fucking truck. Yeah, and uh, well, and that's the other reason we took the Volvo. He offered to take the truck, but it would it would have been. Oh, I just dropped my microphone. Hey, hi. Hey, hi. Welcome it would have been like three miles to the gallon. It would have been double the fuel. Yeah, double. So and I was like, I, that's my beer money. You know, if I have to pay, to, you know. Dublin fuel, then I will have to not drink beer. Then you're going from Coors Light to Keystone. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so we decided to take the, the, the car. So it was it was packed pretty tight. We brought my Arctic cooler, and we each brought one bag, and my dad bought like three. Nice. Um, it was cold. Um, the temperatures didn't drop into the 30s while we were there. Right. At the game, it, once we got to the house, they dropped into the 30s. Um, I think I Snapchatted you from the shitter in the 30s. I um, have not opened it up, so I don't know. I okay. know you you Snapchatted from the game, and it was like 44 or 46 or something like that. Yeah, and uh, there was a wind. Oh, yeah, and they did mention that on the broadcast. And that was the killer, was the wind, that it was oh, just like... It. Yeah. It wouldn't have been so bad if there wasn't the wind, but even with my like windproof jacket... It was still pushing through my jeans and pushing through my hat. Right. I ended up covering my face with my bandana like it was a sunny game just to keep the, the wind off my face. Right. So um, the all of the, all except for one, which I will only refer to her as older, fatter Kathy Bates. Right. Um, all of the Memphis fans were very welcoming. Um, everyone was nice. Um, there was a couple that we tailgated with. That had tailgated with us. They were friends of Eric's um, who came down like maybe two years ago or last nice. year. They were at our tailgate. And so when they found out we were coming up, they were like, no, no, come to our tailgate. We insist. Sweet. So they actually, the guy that Eric knows ran out like they were parked. We were down in the, there you have like a bar district. Right. And so we were at the bar district in the morning. Well, not in the morning. You know what I mean? Like before the game. Right. We we're not going to tailgate 10 hours. It was too cold. And, you know, we just didn't have all of our gear. Sure. So we um, we dropped all of our stuff off at their house. Like I dropped off the cooler and we dropped off some food and then they took it all to the stadium. Nice. Yeah. And then Eric's parents were going to meet up. Well, we and I transferred my stuff into their cooler because I wasn't about to leave my cooler behind. Right. Um. So they're and then Eric's parents were like, "Oh yeah, we'll swing by, you know, uh, their house, and we'll grab whatever's left over, like coolers or chairs or whatever." So that was super helpful. Nice. Um, when we got to the stadium, Eric calls him, and he comes running out with his parking pass, like old school style, like we used to do. Yeah. He jumps in the car and he puts the parking pass, and this is like donor lot season tickets. These guys have had season tickets. They said for like forty years. Right. To um to the Memphis Tigers, so they jump in and they're like, no, no, nobody's gonna, nobody will bother your stuff. And he jumps in, puts the thing on the thing, and then we park like in the shade of the stadium. We were that close. Nice. So then 
you know, they're like, oh, make yourselves at home. Here's all of this food. Here's all of this barbecue. And, um, uh, you know, a couple of our buddies like Aaron Rogie and uh, a couple of other people from Tampa were like, hey, Devo, we know you're here. Where where are you at? And, right. um, you know, I sent them the, the address and they're like, wait, that's a that's a season ticket lot. How'd you get in there? And I was like, ah, don't worry. We know people. Right. And, the Memphis fans were very accommodating of them too. They saw me talking to them like in the street and sharing a beer. Like I didn't want to crash their tailgate. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. And then, so the guy can't comes over and he's like, Oh, Hey, I'm, his name was Pat. He's like, I'm Pat. He's like, come on in. He goes, if you guys are friends with Devin and, and Eric, then, you know, in Tampa Bay, Ray, come on in, make yourselves at home. Here's some chairs. Here's some food. And so they were very accommodating. Very cool. See, it, it, very it pays cool. to be nice to other Teams fans once That's in a while, right. as That's long as they're not Rutgers fans. No, I would, and I don't know that I would even go to a Rutgers game just because I have to go to Rutgers. Right, you would have to go to Jersey, and that just sounds awful. <laughs> right. So we, um, the stadium is an older stadium, but it's been renovated. Right. Now, they did a good job. It, it was clean. Everything was fine. There was no metal detectors, Ooh. which I, I thought was interesting. Um, there was no pat down. It was just lift your hat and show your ticket. Right. That was interesting. There's um, all kinds of flasks being brought in there. <laughs> I know it, right? And they sold beer in there, too, uh, because nice. it's not on campus. It's right. like on their fairgrounds. Well, because it, it was the Liberty Bowl, right? Yeah, it Liberty Bowl. It yep. wasn't their on-campus stadium? Right. It was the Liberty Bowl. Um, they had a big screen. I mean, obviously not as big as ours, but right. not many are. Um, they, but they had a big screen that was opposite where we were sitting, so it was super easy to see. Nice. Um, and it, it, we, our seats were decent. There wasn't really a bad seat in that house. There's not like any obstructed views unless right. some jerk, jerk off decides to stand up in front of you <laughs> and block. And it wasn't even like she was like the row in front of me. Cause I could have just looked around her, but the, right. like she was like, you know, that like goalie that leaves the crease. Sure. You know, so you can't even see the goal. Right. That's what, that's what I was dealing with. Anyway, those, you know, can't let one jerk off ruin the whole crowd they were they were all nice people sure um we met up with a couple of our uh co-workers that were based out of memphis and nice. they bought us they bought us some beers so that was pretty sweet sweet i wasn't planning on drinking that much at the game and then they were like oh these are on b and i was like oh, god damn all it. right sure i, I am <laughs> not prepared to turn down free beer right you don't want to be rude <laughs> right <laughs> He's like, no, these aren't me. The company's buying, and I was like, well, I'm definitely in then. Nice, you that's know, always the best. Yeah, so, so that's what happened. You know, we were team building. So sure, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a company exercise. So it comes down to the game, and um, a couple of the fan, like when I went down, I bought like a giant corn dog because I saw people walking around with corn dogs. Anyway, I was in the tunnel. And somebody comes up to me, and I'm like, oh, here we go. And the guy's like, man, you guys are good. I was like, well, we got a good offense. And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) He's like, are you sure that there's not an extra offensive lineman out there? (laughs) He's like, these guys are running all over us. I was like, well, to be fair, they run all over everybody. Right. It's not just you guys were being. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I was like, to be fair, it's. Not it's not Temple or it's not uh, uh, Memphis that they're that they're the only ones who run around all over. He's like, man, if our defense was only any better, and I was like, trust me, dude, you are preaching to the choir. Yeah. I was like, this game is going to be one of two things: first one to fifty, or last one with the ball. 
Yeah, that's pretty much what it boiled down to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean USF, USF won. Yes, um, and they won with the with a kneel down, which that they don't normally do. But it was so close that they couldn't trust taking a shot down the field, fumbling and or. Well, and the other part of it too was it was it was after a goal line stand, so they took the ball over at the three yard line. And it's like you're not going to fuck around down there, you know, with a minute left, right? So. And and the uh, Tennessee only had a timeout left, and one of their guys, t- I don't know if he took a dive or what, but since it was so late in the game, they charged him a timeout. Which I think the player, once he realized that he was going to be charged a timeout, he's like, "No, I'm I'm good, coach. I'm straight." Right. And it's like, no, damage is done, bro. You burned a timeout because you thought you could stall the clock. Yeah. So. Well, what, what did it, the announcers? Because I, I haven't watched the replay yet. Right. Um, what did, what did, what did, were your takeaways for the game? Other than our defense is horrible. Well, I I watched the first half with sound for the first time tonight because I was watching it in our hotel room on my work laptop because it was not working to just watch it on my phone. It wasn't doing it for me. Uh, but there were others in the room, so I wasn't going to be rude. So I, I watched it without sound. Um, the takeaways are Quentin Flowers is amazing, and the, our defense is the complete opposite. Whatever the complete opposite of what Quentin Flowers is, that's our defense. It's terrible. I, I This is a second straight game now that... Not only has our offense gone for over 600 yards, and this week, this past week, it was almost 700. And against Navy, it probably could have been over 700 if we hadn't called off the dogs. But it's also the second straight week we've given up over 600 yards. And it's just like, it, it's, I don't want to complain too much because we won. And we're 8-2, and two, and we're on the verge of tying, you know, our school record for wins that we've done, I think, three other times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a chance to finish with 10 wins. I don't want to complain too much because we're winning, but our tackling is terrible. It seems like the positioning is terrible a lot of the times. We're getting gashed on the run, and that should never happen. Uh, I I feel like there are too many good athletes on the defense for us to be getting taken to the, the woodshed defensively like we are. And, I mean, at one point... This is what did it for me, like, when I knew, okay, this is going to be a last possession type of game. When we had him at 4th and 10 on, like, the 45, and the quarterback ran a draw for fucking 35 yards or whatever it was down inside the 10. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you get, of all things, how do you give that up? And there was nobody around him when he took off running. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, what are they looking at? What have they not seen right. on game film? So... A lot of it I I wanted I wanted to attribute to Woody just being inexperienced as a defensive coordinator. And that's I really just I I want that to be the only problem. I want that to be why. Like the guys are just not being put in position because he's green at the position. And I wanna say because he's been a member of Taggart's he's been with Taggart, I think, since he became a head coach, even at Western Kentucky. So I give him benefit of the doubt in that I don't necessarily want to see him removed yet. 
I I would say give him another season and see if he gets better. I hesitate to f- to fire him outright, fire him, and I don't mm-hmm. know that he would take a demotion. But he's a good recruiter, and the guys love him. It's just I, at this point the defense isn't getting it done. You hang forty nine on Memphis, that should be good. You shouldn't be making a fucking goal line stand at that. <laughs> right. I mean, it's going to go to goddamn overtime. When Quinn Flowers puts up almost 500 yards of total offense and accounts for five touchdowns, that should be enough. And by the middle of the fourth quarter, we should be pulling him to get Brett Keane some good snaps. And it just, we needed every last yard that Quinn Flowers had because the touchdown that ended up winning it was a 22-yard Quinn Flowers run. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we, we got ahead and then squatted out. We needed every last bit of it. So the defense has to get better. Offensively, I, I, what, what can you really not say about the offense? The offense is amazing. Rodney Adams is stupid fast. Uh, Marlon Mack is still amazing. And Quentin Flowers is the best football player in college that nobody's talking about. That's true. Literally, he's the first player in USF history to pass for 2,000 and rush for 1,000 in the same season. He's now extended his, his own record for rushing by a quarterback at the school. He's the only, only player in the state of Florida, in the history of the state of Florida, as a quarterback to rush for 1,000 yards. Okay, He's accounted for 32 touchdowns against five interceptions. I don't think he's fumbled fumbled the ball or lost any fumbles. So there's that. He's got almost 3,300 total yards. And there's nobody talking about him outside of our conference. And, you know, when we play other teams and they're like, oh, here's one of their, you know, one of their keys. He is what makes the offense go. If Quinn Flowers has a bad day, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. The offense is having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And he's unflappable. Since his daughter was born uh, however many weeks ago, he's just been unflappable. He's gotten better every week. And he's one of 14 players in the history of college football to run for 200 and throw for 200 in the same game. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. 14 players in the history of college football have done that. In the history of, of uh, Division One slash FBS. I wonder who the other ones, some of the other ones were probably like Vince Young and Tim Vince Tebow. Vince Young was one. Vince Young did it a couple of times in uh, Texas's national title season when they beat USC. I know for a fact he did. I'm not sure about Tebow. I don't know that he ever, that much. <laughs> I don't know that he ever ran for 200. But 14 players. In the history of the game, at a Division One or FBS level, I think was the stat, have, have thrown and run for 200 yards in the same game. And Quinn Flowers is one of them. And nobody, nobody is talking about him outside of the American and whoever our next opponent is. So here's, here's, here's the telling stat for Flowers, okay? In the conference, he is the top passer rating in the conference, passing the ball. Running the ball, he's third in the conference. Or no, he's, he's third in yards per game. He's second overall in total yards rushing by, I think it was like 40 yards. 
and that's on like 35 less carries than the guy who's ahead of him. And he's averaging like nine yards a carry. So the, if the carries were even, he's running away with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where he stands there. He's first in passing, second in rushing, based only on a number of carries. I don't know why they're not throwing him the ball. Um, Taggart is holding him back. Like, throw, throw Quentin Flowers the damn ball. He should be leading the conference in receiving, too. <laughs> right. Quentin Flowers literally does everything. Coach Taggart, I'm begging you, why are we not throwing him the ball? Come on, man. He Stop could, holding that man back. He could probably throw it over them mountains. Probably could. I, I, you know, I joke, but I just, I have a feeling at some point the play comes where they run like a jet sweep or whatever, and Flowers rolls out and runs Dearness a wheel route. Johnson. And Dearness Johnson hits him running down the sideline because who's going to cover Flowers on a wheel route? And he's, the dude's built like a running back. He's athletic enough. I I don't see any reason why he can't run out, catch a pass. You know, the day he catches a touchdown pass on a wheel route like that, it, we, you can call it a career, dude. Just right off into the sunset. You've done everything. So, again, to sum up, Quentin Flowers is amazing. And our defense is the complete polar opposite of everything that Quentin Flowers is. We got a good shot of beating SMU. We do. I'd uh, like to think the defense is going to get it done against them. I doubt it, but the offense will. Right. Um, let's see. Where did my list go? And then we have UCF to close out the season. Yeah, Central and Florida. I'm telling you what, man. The defense better get it together because... That they'll make that a better game than we want it to be. Yeah, I want it to be horrible. They're bowl eligible now. They beat Cincinnati twenty-four to three on Saturday. So a year after going on twelve, they're bowl eligible. Which I thought they would get close. I didn't know if they would quite get there, but they're there. So Scott Frost has done a, a pretty solid job there. Um, I I think that last game of the season is going to be a little tougher than some people might think. So uh, the defense better pull their heads out of their asses. Uh, this week against SMU would be a good time to start. I'd like to I'd like to see Dearness Johnson play middle linebacker. That might be worth looking at. I'd like to just let the let him get out there and just pump some enthusiasm into the defense. You know what I mean? Here's what I would like to see. And I don't know that I would say that I necessarily need Augie Sanchez to be replaced. But I want to see Cecil Cherry or Cecil Cherry or however he pronounces his first name. I want to see Cherry out there. And I want to see him just fucking destroy people. Because he's a machine. He's just out there looking to kill people. And we need someone who's going to play with a nasty attitude like that to to control the line of scrimmage. Because it's just not happening. So I don't know if it's a personnel change that needs to happen, but at some point plug Cherry in and see what he's got because the defense right now as it is isn't it, it can't get much worse, can it? Right, that's what I'm saying. So, like they got to be able to do something. <clears throat> so give me the linebacker who wants to kill people when he gets out there. Yeah. I and again I don't know. I wouldn't say Augie Sanchez needs to go because he's kind of the quarterback of the defense. 
Um, he's he's been irreplaceable for us the last couple of years. But get Cherry out there more. If you got to go to a four three to get him out there, so fucking be it. Get him out. I want to see him destroying the ball carrier at the line of scrimmage. Period. Something has to change. I don't know. I I'm not a, I'm not an Augie supporter. And he seems I'm like an a Augie nice fan. He seems like a nice guy, but I, you know I think they run at him because he's the worst one on the defense. Not the worst, but you know what I mean. I, I don't even know. I think if they abuse him somewhere, it's not running; it's throwing. Yeah, he's uh, that's true. He gets burned on coverage all the time. Um, he seems like he's making the calls, like he's changing the plays. But we still are ranked 119th, so how good can he be? I I think he's better than what's being shown. I think some of it is, again, I think some of it boils down to Woody being, you know, uh, uh, basically inexperienced as a coordinator. He's used to just controlling the linebackers and all that. So... I, the adjustments have to come. See, early in the season, adjustments were coming in the second half, and it just seems like they're not now. And I don't know what. I don't. I I don't know what you attribute that to. <sighs> but it has to get better. It's got to. And I wanted to mention one more thing before I uh, before I let you guys go. Before fantasy. Oh Jesus Christ! We still have a fantasy update. That's right. Let's do right. fantasy first. Okay, fantasy. Um, um, Billy versus Devo. Yeah, that's this week's matchup. It's huge. Um, the the first week, the first time we played was a barn burner, eighty two and a half to seventy nine and a half. So it should be interesting to see. But this week, it's a it's a first place versus third place. That's a and great matchup. You would have a chance to pull even with me, and I believe Kevin. Yeah. If he were to win. And then you would still be in third place because we score more points than you. <laughs> um, last week, I beat Steve, who was at the time number three and is now number four because I beat him. And the crazy thing with that is in week one when we played, he beat me by 6.96 points. And here in week 10 when we played, I beat him by 6.92 points. So that's how close we are in that in two matchups – the total difference is point zero four points. That's crazy. Uh, Kevin beat Jason, as we kind of thought would happen. Devo, you beat Matt. TJ beat Justin by 1.5 points. And Alan beat Jeff. So going into this week, if the playoff field were to be settled now, and it, we're starting to separate a little bit with four regular season weeks left, uh, I'm in first, Kevin second, Devin, you're third, and, and I would be playing Steve again in the first round, which is a harrowing experience. Uh, next week, again, we have Clash of the Titans, uh, Seahawks-Patriots, uh, Michigan-Ohio State, uh, Florida State-USF, just the blue bloods getting after it. <laughs> uh, as always... Yahoo favors me, and I'm picking me. That formula is eight and two on the year. Um, Although yeah. you've got one trend going for you, and it's that the last time I was on a four game winning streak, I lost and put up a whopping seventy six points. So is that? And 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 
Yahoo has you winning by like two points. Right, and you also have Tom Brady going against San Francisco, which was frightening mm-hmm. to say the and and Le'Veon Bell going against the Browns. But to counter that, I also have Antonio Brown going against the Browns. So we'll see. Uh, in other matchups, Kevin is playing Matt. Yahoo favors Kevin. I think it's pretty safe to say uh, I favor Kevin too. He's kind of he's forty points higher than me as the leading scorer of the league. He's rolling, so he's got that going for him. Uh, Jason is playing Jeff. Um, looking at matchups currently with with bye week players still in the lineup, Jason's favored by a little bit. I don't necessarily like the matchups in his favor. I think Jeff's got some favorable matchups, but I'm still going to pick Jason for the upset. Uh, Steve is playing Justin, who has been a bottom feeder this year with Jason. Steve is favored by Yahoo. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Justin's star players turn out for him this week, and Justin comes with the upset to uh, to knock Mr. Midgift down to, uh, I believe, six and five, and potentially in a tie with Allen if Allen were to win. To uh, you know, for the fourth, fifth place, but Steve would still be in fourth because he's got a lot of fucking points. And then the last matchup of the week is Allen versus TJ. Uh, Allen's got some work to do with his bye weeks. He's got by receivers on bye and no receivers on his bench. So that's typically uh, not a good recipe. So right now, TJ's favored by Yahoo. I'm going to pick him too. Pick TJ as well because. Again, he's got work to do with his bye weeks. So that's that. That's your f- weekly fantasy update. Um, and this week is going to separate the winner's bracket from the loser's bracket. It very well could, yes. It very well could. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention before we let you guys go is our close friend, friend of the show, uh, Mike Evans. <laughs> Yes. He's not Mike. really a friend of the show, but I was just saying that. Right. <clears throat> he made the um ill advised questionable decision. Questionable decision to protest and I'm air quoting protest the election results. Right. He did so by uh following I guess one of his role models who's probably younger than him, um uh, Colin Kaepernick. Right, and he, and he took a knee during the national anthem. Didn't even take a knee; sat on the bench. Um, this is—he's the first one of the Buccaneers to do all to do this kind of thing. Yes, and he got lambasted. Oh, he got dragged through the mud, dude. I think the team was like, "Bro, knock it off." Um, and you know what? If he uh, wasn't as good as he is, I don't even know that they keep him. Right. A lot of people called for him to be cut. And I'm like, you're not cutting that guy. You don't know he's cutting Mike Evans. No. He didn't murder anybody. Let's be real. Um, I saw some people say that it would be almost disrespectful for him to not protest. It would be disrespectful to the vets. Because he did this. This was Veterans Day weekend. This was the Bucks. This was their big uh, support Tribute or whatever. Yeah. So it looked awful. And he his explanation post game started with, "This isn't meant to offend the vets and all that, and we love them." Blah blah blah. 
But to sit, I, some people said it might be more disrespectful to not protest since, you know, the veterans put their lives on the line to protect that right. To which I would say they also put their lives on the line to protect your right to vote in a democracy, uh, a right which he did not exercise. Right. That's So this goes back around to what we started the show with. If you did not vote, shut the fuck up about the results. Period. Yeah, That's, you don't I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to sit here and tell me, oh, you thought it was a joke that he was running and you're protesting because he won if you didn't vote. And here's a fucked up stupid thing. Allegedly, and this was something Mike Calta dug up and, and retweeted, he told somebody that he didn't vote or he wasn't going to vote because he doesn't do politics. Well, what the fuck are you doing doing this? So here's the thing. You have the right to protest. That's, that's constitutionally protected. You have the right to free speech. That's constitutionally protected. I have the right to not take you fucking seriously when you tell me you don't agree with the election results, but you didn't vote. That's... I, if you don't, if you didn't like him as a candidate, go vote for somebody else. I don't even give a shit if you write in Barney Rubble. At least you voted something. And it goes for Kaepernick, too, who also didn't vote. And he came out and said it's because he's not going to support that system. It's a system of oppression, blah, 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 blah. When you vote, even if you don't vote for president, in Kaepernick's case, it's the down-ballot issues that make a difference. Yeah. In your neighborhood, in your, your local municipalities, in your state government. You want to make a change, start there. And don't sit here and tell me, well, I didn't participate because it's a system of oppression, blah, 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 blah. That's your chance yep, to, that's true. to voice your opinion in that. So when you tell me you didn't vote, you've lost your credibility. You've illegitimized everything you've done. I'm not going to take you seriously now. You're, you, that tells me that it's all for fucking show. That's all to get the spotlight on you. And Mike Evans, when you tell me, and to his credit, he came back out today and admitted that he maybe flubbed and was again trying to make it clear that he never meant to disrespect the veterans. And I firmly believe that. And I think the people that jump on that are like, oh, he's disrespecting the veterans. That's not what he's doing. I get that. But if you're not going to vote, I don't want to hear what you have to say about the results of the election. Well, I don't want to hear it. I'm good. I'm glad that he apologized and I'm good with him changing his mind. Right. You know, I think like I think he as soon as he got done with the game and he flipped on his phone, he was probably like, uh, "Oh shit." And when he had to explain it and then he got lambasted. All he had to do was turn on the media the next morning. Just right after the game. Yeah. So flip open his phone I, and just be listen, like, oh, shit. I, I can respect the fact. And, and he's a young guy, too, because I think he's right. what, 23, 24. Yeah. He, you do think you, you, you want to take a stance and you do it a certain way. And again, we said this when Kaepernick started this whole protest. It's I don't have to agree with the way you're doing it. I feel there's a better way to do it, but it's your right to do it. I get the message you're trying to send. In this case, I don't. I don't agree with the message because he didn't vote. 
But I respect the fact that he came out uh, a day after getting just dragged through the mud by everybody in the area. I respect the fact that he came out and said that maybe I didn't handle it the best way and, and the way it was taken was not my intention and I'm not going to be doing it anymore. I'm going to use my platform to to make better strides. You know, like he, he said, he's going to use he's going to better use his platform to affect the community. So good on him. Yep. And, you know, he I'm sure it was an emotional week for him. You know what I mean? Like right. him and you know his buddies and you know everybody thought Hillary was going to win and when she didn't everybody felt betrayed. Uh, probably sure. by you Mike Evans because you didn't vote, but you know um you know he was just uh, uh caught up in the moment I think and then he realized it when it was done that he sh- that, like maybe the mob mentality grabbed him and he shouldn't have done that. Right. So, and again, it boils down to if you didn't vote, just don't, what are you protesting? You didn't participate. That's your own goddamn fault. And again, in an election that was decided by, in the swing states, hundreds of thousands of votes for half the country to not turn out, you've lost, that was your chance to influence it. That was the chance for you to push the person you wanted to win to victory. Yeah, and that's true. We, um, as a swing state, we have a we have a duty to a duty. duty. We have a duty to vote, right? And even if you voted for third party, at least you voted. You took part in the process. Now, whoever, whoever, whichever the two won, I can bitch and moan about them because they're all these people going. Oh, he's not my president. He's not my president. Well, you didn't vote, so. Yeah, you're you're stuck with him. Sorry. Yes, he is. You, the president that's in there is yours by default. Right, and and he's not. I hate to to go with the phrase. He's not my president because he's not who I voted. But he's my president because he's the president of my fucking country. Right. And if he if he wins, we win. Exactly. So, so good luck, pal. Anyway, um, that's all I got. Yeah. I don't have a quote. Yeah, we we kind of forgot to, to grab uh, that I one. Probably, this one's probably Mike Evans. Um, ah, shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's pretty. I think that was America the next day <laughs> after the election. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like half the country is ah, shit. Shit. What? What day is it? Yeah. Yep. So um, we will catch up with you guys next week. Next week will be the pre-Thanksgiving uh, podcast. Right. It'll be the post-SMU podcast. Yes. It'll be the pre-War on I-4. Yep, Central Florida podcast. Um, It's it's the official War on I-4 now. Yep. Yeah, there's like a trophy. Yeah, there's a a trophy for the game. Well, I think they actually get a bronze traffic cone. (laughs) <laughs> I, if it really is, that would be hilarious. That would be great. I saw they saw you know they had the logo or whatever, and people kept saying that's missing a few traffic cones. Yeah. So it's true. I don't know if you saw. I Forest been declared I mean, the most dangerous highway in America. I mean, we could put those rumble strips on it that happened somewhere between Tampa and Lake Lakeland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the test strips. <laughs> yep. I want to. Uh, Anybody's driven on I Four knows those things. 
Yeah, I was thinking about that actually on the way back from Orlando this weekend. I want to call the Department of Transportation and just ask them, like, what are you testing? Hey, how's it going? What, what kind of results can we expect? Yeah, what, what, when can we expect the release of your findings? Um, you know what? I was thinking they should play this game at um, the Fantasy of Flight. I think that would be a great, like, middle ground. Sure. For us to play or, like, somewhere in Lakeland, you know? Yeah, we'll just play it in a fucking in a pasture. Yeah, let's drag some bleachers out there. We could just fold yeah. up the stadium that they have in Orlando and drag it right out. Yeah, you could put that thing right on wheels. Let's just roll it on out. We can send the carnies over there. They can fold it up. Yep, absolutely. And put it back together just like every other carnival ride. Right. Just like an erector set. Right, erector. <laughs> so, um, the moral of the story is... Don't, don't piss, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Right. And, and if you see a Nintendo classic, go ahead and grab it. And friends don't let friends go to UCF. Friends don't let friends go to UCF. That's true. true. So I um, love you guys and uh, we'll see you next time. Alrighty guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.